Hello, and welcome to the Brothers Grimm Lunch Break. I'm Eric Wagoner. Today, I'll be reading Thumbling. There once was a poor farmer who was sitting by the hearth one evening and poking the fire while his wife was spinning nearby. How sad that we have no children, he said. It's so quiet here, and other homes are full of noise and life. Yes, his wife responded with a sigh. If only we had a child, just one, even if it were tiny and no bigger than my thumb, I'd be quite satisfied. We'd surely love him with all our hearts. Now it happened that the wife fell sick, and after seven months she gave birth to a child that was indeed perfect in every way, but no bigger than a thumb. It's just as we wished, they said, and he shall be dear to our hearts. Because of his size, they named him Thumbling. Although they fed him a great deal, the child did not grow any bigger, but stayed exactly as he was at birth. Still, he had an intelligent look, and soon revealed himself to be a clever and nimble fellow who succeeded in all his endeavors. One day the farmer was getting ready to chop wood in the forest, and he said to himself, if only there were someone who could drive the wagon into the forest after me. Oh, father, cried Thumbling, I'll take care of the wagon. You can count on me. It'll be in the forest whenever you want it. The man laughed and said, How are you going to manage that? You're much too small to handle the reins. That's not important, Thumbling said. I just need mother to hitch the horse, and I'll sit down in his ear and tell him which way to go. Well answered the father. Let's try it once. When the time came, the mother hitched up the horse and put Thumbling in his ear. Then the little fellow shouted commands, Giddy up! Whoa! Giddy up! Everything was quite well, as if a master were at the reins, and the wagon drove the right way toward the forest. As it took a turn, and the little fellow cried out, Giddy up! Giddy up! Two strangers happened to come along. My word, said one of them, what's that? There goes a wagon without a driver, and yet I hear a voice calling to the horse. There's something strange going on there, said the other. Let's follow the wagon and see where it stops. The wagon drove right into the forest up to the spot where the wood was being chopped. Then Thumbling saw his father and called out to him, You see, father, here I am with the wagon. Now just get me down. The father grabbed the horse with his left hand, and with his right he took his little son out of its ear. Then Thumbling plopped himself sprightly on a piece of straw. When the two men caught sight of him, they were so amazed that they could not open their mouths. One of the men took the other aside and said, Listen, that little fellow could make our fortune if we exhibit him in the big city for money. Let's buy him. They went to the farmer and said, Sell us the little man, and we'll see to it that he's treated well. No, answered the father, he's the apple of my eye, and I wouldn't sell him for all the gold in the world. But when Thumbling heard the offer, he crawled up the pleat of his father's coat, stood up on his shoulder, and whispered into his ear, Father, don't you worry, just give me away, I'll manage to get back soon. So the father gave him to the two men for a tidy sum of money. Where do you want to sit? they asked Thumbling. Oh, set me on the brim of your hat. Then I'll be able to walk back and forth and look at the countryside without any danger of falling off. They did as he requested, 
and after Thumbling took leave of his father, they set out on their way. They waited until dusk, and just then the little fellow said, "'Put me down. It's urgent.' "'Just stay up there,' said the man on whose head he was sitting. "'I don't mind. I'm used to the birds dropping something on me every now and then.' "'No,' said Thumbling. "'I know what's proper. Hurry up and put me down.' The man took off his hat and set the little fellow on a field by the wayside. Then Thumbling jumped and crawled among the clods scattered here and there on the ground. Suddenly he slipped into a mouse hole, which was what he had been looking for. "'Good-bye, gentlemen,' he cried out, laughing at them. "'Just go home without me.' They ran over to the spot and stuck sticks into the mouse hole, but their efforts were in vain. Thumbling kept retreating farther and farther into the hole." When it became pitch dark outside, the two men had to head back home, full of rage, but with empty purses. When Thumbling saw that they were gone, he crawled out of the underground passage and said, "'It's so dangerous walking in the field after dark. You can easily break a neck or a leg.' Fortunately, he stumbled upon an empty snail shell. "'Thank goodness,' he said. "'I can spend the night here in safety.' After he got inside and was about to go to sleep, he heard two men walking by and talking. "'How are we going to manage to get the rich pastor's money and silver?' one of them asked. "'I can tell you how,' said Thumbling, interrupting them. "'What was that?' the other thief said in horror. "'I heard a voice.' The two men remained standing there and listened. Then Thumbling spoke up again. "'Take me with you, and I'll help you.' "'Where are you, then?' "'Just look on the ground and pay attention to where the voice is coming from,' he answered. After a while the thieves found him and lifted him up in the air. "'You little tyke,' they said. "'How are you going to help us?' "'Look,' he answered. "'I'll crawl between the iron bars into the pastor's room, and I'll hand you whatever you want.' "'All right,' they said. "'Let's see what you can do.' When they got to the pastor's house, Thumbling crawled into the room and immediately cried out with all his might, "'Do you want to have everything that's here?' The thieves were alarmed and said, "'Speak softly so nobody wakes up.' But Thumbling pretended not to understand and screamed once more, "'What do you want? Do you want everything that's here?' The maid, who was sleeping in the room next door, heard the voices. She sat up in bed and listened. But the thieves had retreated some distance out of fright." Gradually, they regained their courage and thought, The little fellow is just teasing us. So they came back and whispered to him, Now, be serious and hand us something. Once again, Thumbling screamed as loud as he could, Sure, I'll give you all you want. Just reach in here with your hands. The maid was still listening and heard everything quite clearly. She jumped out of bed and stumbled into the room through the door. The thieves rushed away and ran as if a wild huntsman were after them. Since the maid could not see a thing, she went to light a candle. When she returned with it, Thumbling had left, without being seen, and headed into the barn. The maid searched the entire place, but after finding nothing, she went back to bed and thought she had only been seeing and hearing things in her dreams. In the meantime, Thumbling climbed about in the hay and found himself a nice place to sleep. He intended to rest there until daybreak, and then return home to his parents. However, life did not turn out the way he expected. Indeed, there is a great deal of sorrow and misery in this world. When the day dawned, the maid got out of bed to feed the cows. Her first round was in the barn, where she picked up an armful of hay, 
and it was that very hay in which Thumbling was lying asleep. Indeed, he was sleeping so soundly that he did not notice a thing, nor did he wake up until he was in the jaws of a cow that picked him up with the hay. "'Oh, God!' he exclaimed. "'How did I get into this churning mill?' But soon he realized where he was, and he had to be careful not to get caught between the cow's teeth, or else he would be crushed. Soon he slipped down into the cow's stomach with the hay. "'Hey, they forgot to put windows in this room,' he said. "'No sunshine possible here, and it seems they won't be bringing candles.' He was not very pleased with the accommodations, and the worst of it was that the fresh hay kept coming through the door, and the space became cramped. At last his fright became so great that he cried out as loud as he could, "'No more fodder! No more fodder!' The maid was milking the cow when she heard the voice without seeing anybody. She recognized it as the same voice she had heard during the night, and became so frightened that she slipped off her stool and spilled the milk. She ran in haste to her master and exclaimed, "'Oh, God, pastor, the cow just talked!' "'You're crazy,' responded the parson, but he decided to go into the barn himself to check on the matter. No sooner did he set foot in the barn than Thumbling cried out once again, "'No more fodder! No more fodder!' Now even the parson became frightened, and he concluded that an evil spirit had got into the cow and ordered it to be killed.' So the cow was slaughtered, and the stomach where Thumbling was stuck was thrown into the dung heap. Thumbling had great difficulty working his way through, but he managed to find a way out for himself. However, just as he was about to stick out his head, another misfortune occurred. A hungry wolf came running by and swallowed the whole stomach with one gulp. Yet Thumbling did not lose courage. Perhaps, he thought, the wolf will listen to reason. So he called to him from his belly, "'Dear wolf, I happen to know where you can find a wonderful meal.' "'Tell me where,' said the wolf. "'It's in such and such a house. You'll have to crawl through the drain, and then you'll find all the cake, bacon, and sausages you want to eat.' Thumbling gave him an exact description of his father's house, and the wolf did not have to be told twice. When night came, he squeezed his way through the drain into the pantry and ate to his heart's content. When he had eaten his fill, he wanted to go back outside. However, he had become so fat that he could not return the same way. Thumbling had counted on this and began making a racket in the wolf's belly. Indeed, he threw a fit and yelled as loud as he could. "'Will you be quiet?' said the wolf. "'You're waking everybody up.' "'So what?' said the little fellow." You've had your fill. Now I want to have some fun, too. And he kept screaming with all his might. At last his father and mother woke up, ran to the pantry, and looked through a crack in the door. When they saw the wolf in there, they ran back. The man fetched an axe, and the woman a scythe. Stay behind me, said the man as they approached the pantry. If my blow doesn't kill him right away, then swing your scythe and cut his body to pieces. When Thumbling heard his father's voice, he cried out, "'Dear father, I'm in here. I'm stuck in the wolf's body.' "'Thank God,' said his father, full of joy. "'Our dear son has come back to us.' And he told his wife to put down the scythe so Thumbling would not be hurt. Then he lifted his arm and gave the wolf such a blow on his head that he fell down dead. He and his wife fetched a pair of scissors and a knife and cut the wolf's body open and pulled the little fellow out. 
Oh, said the father, we've been worried to death about you. Yes, father, I've traveled about the world a great deal. Thank God that I can breathe fresh air again. Where in heaven's name have you been? Oh, father, I was in a mouse hole, a cow's stomach, and a wolf's belly. Now I'm going to stay with you. And we shall never sell you again for all the riches in the world, said his parents. They hugged and kissed their dear Thumbling. Then they gave him something to eat and drink, and had some new clothes made for him, because his old ones had been spoiled during his journey. The End The Brothers Grimm Lunch Break is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives License. Download it and share it all you'd like, but don't change it or sell it. The translations used are copyright Jack Sipes and are used with permission. His collected translations, The Complete Fairy Tales of the Brothers Grimm, is available on the media of your choice from Bantam Books. The music is Mount Timbrel by Jamie Janover off his All Strings Considered album, available on magnatune.com. If you'd like to listen to any of the other tales, you can find them on our website, www.grimlunch.org, where you can also leave comments or subscribe through iTunes. Thank you for listening. Thank you.